Welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. On today's show, we're on the road in Duluth, Minnesota, for the commissioning of the newest Navy ship, the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul. We're going to talk about that the entire show today, but first, it's time for Generally Speaking, a weekly message from the Adjutant General of the Minnesota National Guard, Major General Sean Mankey. Armed Forces Day is our annual opportunity for us to celebrate the service and sacrifices made by more than 2 million women and men in uniform throughout this nation's history. Today's service members make up less than 1% of the population, so it can be easy to forget those who wear the uniform, live here, work here, and serve amongst us right here in Minnesota. This week I invite all of my fellow Minnesotans to take the time to get to know your military. Please join me in celebrating the service of our soldiers, Marines, sailors, airmen, and Coast Guardsmen on this Armed Forces Day. Thank you, General Mackey. For more information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. So I said at the opening, we're in Duluth, Minnesota uh, today, uh, recording the show from the uh, commissioning week for the newest ship in the Navy, the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul, which will be commissioned uh, this Saturday in Duluth. Uh, the Minnesota Navy League Council is a nonprofit civilian organization that supports the U.S. Navy and the Coast Guard. Through national and local programs, the Navy League provides a powerful voice to educate the public and Congress on the importance of our sea services to our nation's defense. The president of the Minnesota Navy League is Bill James. Bill is a marketing and sales professional with a passion for the Navy. He has served on on the board of the Minnesota Navy League for more than 11 years and has been president of the Minnesota Council since 2018. He's joining me now. Bill, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Tom, it's a uh, real pleasure to be with you today. Bill, uh, kind of an exciting week uh, You've been uh, pointing at this week for a long time, but uh, can you tell me first, before we get into all of that, uh, how did you get to the Navy League and how did you get so passionate about the Navy? Yeah, uh, it, it has been a great uh, journey to this week. Um, as far as my uh, passion for the Navy, it really came as a result of uh, uh, growing up with my dad, who was a uh, commander in the Navy, and um, he served... Uh, in a reserve squadron on the aviation side of the business, uh, what are called victory patrol squadrons. So these are anti-submarine warfare aircraft that uh, kind of hunt and look for uh, submarines. And he did much of that work during the Cold War between uh, the mid-60s into the late uh, 70s. So uh, he was a commanding officer of, a, of an aviation squadron out of uh, Glenview Naval Air Station just on the outskirts of Chicago. And so I always say, even though I didn't serve in the Navy, I served under his leadership. You grew up with the Navy, so we can understand that. I did. Now, Bill, uh, we've just got a short period of time to talk today, but uh, there's, there's a new ship that's going to be named the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul. Can you describe for our listeners, how do you bring, how does the Navy bring a ship to life? Yeah, it's a great question. So, um, you know, the first, uh, the first uh, domino in the stack is really the, uh, the Navy is, you know, names a ship and builds a ship. And um, there's really three big days in the, in the birth of a ship. And so the first big day is the, is the keel day, where they actually lay the, the backbone of the ship. And uh, that's a very important day because it, it really creates the events to come. As, as the shipyard, in this case, our shipyard in Marinette, Wisconsin, the Fincantary uh, shipyard built the USS uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. So step one is, is a keel ceremony. Uh, it's very ceremonial. It goes back uh, many many years uh, of uh, existence in the Navy. As they build the ship, ultimately you launch a ship. That's christening day. So this is really familiar to the, to the public as the day where the champagne bottle breaks against the, the bow. And I christened the, the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, Jody Green, our ship sponsor, did that uh, almost two and a half years ago now. 
Uh, and um, so that's the second big moment of the ship. And then the third moment is leading up to this week where we actually commission the ship. So up until, up until right now, uh, the ship is actually des designated as the pre-commissioning unit USS Minneapolis-St. Paul LCS-21. And then officially on Saturday, it will transition over to the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul and will enter the uh, Navy registry uh, at uh, 10 a.m. Be part of the fleet. And yep. in between the uh, christening and the commissioning, uh, they they test the, the ship out over on Lake Michigan. They usually call it sea trials. Yeah, these are uh, called alpha trials. Uh, so after the ship is, is launched, the uh, Navy does significant workups on systems and, and, of course, training and personnel. And so those sea trials or alpha trials are, are done, uh, in this case, all on the Great Lakes. We're speaking with Bill James, the president of the Navy League of Minnesota on Minnesota Military Radio. Bill, uh, this isn't the first uh, ship that's been named USS no. Minneapolis-St. Paul. No, um, the uh, predecessor to this was the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, it was a Los Angeles-class fast attack uh, nuclear submarine, the 708 uh, boat. Uh, for the listeners, uh, submarines are referred to as boats, and, and surface ships are named ships. So the 708 was the predecessor uh, to the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul LCS-21. The submarine has been decommissioned, and um, so we, the Navy League, uh, petitioned the Navy Department. We actually wrote a letter to the Secretary of the Navy and said we would like to have the Minneapolis-St. Paul name repurposed to a new ship, and at the time, Secretary Ray Mabus um, followed through on a request, and we were uh, given the name for the LCS-21 platform. Bill, uh, some years back, uh, Minnesota Military Radio had the pleasure to go out to Norfolk, Norfolk Virginia, for the uh, commissioning of the USS Minnesota, which was a Virginia-class nuclear submarine. We even got a tour of that thing at the time. You bet. And uh, we were out there with the Navy League, of course. But can you tell us, how does a local Navy League chapter uh, get involved in commissioning and supporting the boat and I know you're, you're still following the USS Minnesota, an award-winning boat. Yes, uh, it's, uh, it's actually one of the most award-winning uh, boats in the Navy. Um, and uh, so we got involved with it because part of our charter at the Navy League is to support all the sea services, not only just the Navy, but the Coast Guard, the Merchant Services, and the Marine uh, uh, men and women. And so Back in 2012, we undertook the process of doing a similar event like we're doing this week with the USS Minnesota, the Virginia-class SSN-783 nuclear submarine. So um, the ship was built in Norfolk. It was uh, stationed and deployed uh, to New London, Groton, Connecticut. And just recently, about three and a half weeks ago, it moved from New London, Connecticut to Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. So they did a change of station, as it's referred to. Uh, change of port, and so now the uh, our our submarine moved from New England over to the uh, Aloha State, where it's in Pearl Harbor. Tough duty for our submariners on the USS Minnesota, stationed at uh, Pearl Harbor. Good for them. Yep. Bill, uh, can you tell me uh, what did you have to do to convince the Navy to have the commissioning ceremony up here in Duluth? Well, uh, great question, Tom. Um, you know, uh, we have a really long uh, history up here uh, of supporting. You know, shipping at large. I mean, we're in the largest port here in in Duluth on the Great Lakes, um, and we we moved a significant amount of uh, materials and and grain and taconite and all kinds of uh, things that are important to the country. So what we said is we have a 
We have a very robust port, and we have never, ever commissioned a ship um, touching the shores of the state of Minnesota. So since we built this ship on the Great Lakes, we wrote a letter to uh, SECNAV, as we call it, and the Chief of Naval Operations. And then Jody Green, who was a Deputy Undersecretary of the Navy at the time in the Pentagon, really lobbied on our behalf to have Duluth be that host port. So uh, we were successful in that. We gathered letters from all the four mayors uh, involved, the governor, um, U.S. Senators Amy Klobuchar, and so forth, and we built a binder, a book, a request book, and that went into the secretary's office. And when he looked at that, he said, we can not not give these uh, guys this uh, moment. Good work, Bill. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, can you tell me where's, uh, where's the ship off to when it leaves here after the commissioning? Where's it going to be stationed? Yeah, uh, great question. So it's uh, based here right now in Duluth at Pier 8 uh, on the southern end of the Duluth Harbor. And then once we finish things up on Saturday, uh, they've got some uh, work to complete on Sunday, and they will depart on Monday. They will transition uh, out of uh, the Great Lakes through Lake Erie and Lake Huron into the St. Lawrence Seaway, pop out in the Atlantic Ocean, make a right turn, head to Mayport, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, where it'll be its home port at LCS uh, Squadron 2. Very good. Bill, uh, in the rest of the show here, we're going to take a tour of the ship, and we're going to talk to the captain of the ship and some of the sailors. Uh, for our listeners out there, if they want to learn more about the Navy League, where do they go? Uh, it's an easy uh, website. The, it's NavyLeagueMN.org. Uh, we have a special site just built for this ship. That's LCS21.org, and you can go there and see everything about the Navy League and the ship today, including the current week's events. Very good, Bill. Thanks. To, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us today. I know you're really busy on Commissioning Week. Thank you, Tom. It's been a real pleasure to be with you. It was Bill James, president of the Navy League of Minnesota at Commissioning Week in Duluth, Minnesota, for the newest ship in the Navy. As of Saturday, it will be the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul. This is Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. We're up in Duluth, Minnesota for Commissioning Week for the newest ship in the Navy. They'll be commissioned this Saturday, and it's going to be called the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul. We are aboard the ship uh, on one of the piers and uh, have with me today uh, Commander Alfonso White, a native of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, enlisted in 1995 as a submariner, electrician's mate, and complete, completed the nuclear field career path in 1997. He earned his commission through Officer Candidate School, graduating from Thomas Edison State University via the University of Mississippi with a Bachelor of Science in Nuclear Electronics in November 2003. He has a distinguished naval career and most recently was the damage control officer aboard the amphibious assault ship USS America. Please, uh, Commander, uh, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Well, thank you very much. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Sir, uh, this is a, a real honor and a privilege for us at Minnesota Military Radio to come up and be a guest on your ship. This is an incredible uh, a craft, and uh, it's going to be a great week. Could you tell us a little bit? You've been in the Navy for quite a while. I, I have. Uh, I came in uh, 27 years ago, and I've enjoyed every day since. Um, the military, or at least the Navy side of it, allows a lot of a lot of to experience a lot of places that most people don't get to do. I've had an experience to being able to travel most of the world, and it's been my pleasure to serve. And, sir, I understand you started as uh, enlisted and then were commissioned in 2003? I did. I had the pleasure of being on the uh, first and the finest USS Los Angeles uh, out of uh, Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, from uh, 2090, or from 1997 to 2001. 
Well, that's a coincidence. The USS Minnesota just transferred to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were we were privileged to be on that a few years ago when that was commissioned. And I uh, appreciate you inviting us on board today, sir. Uh, the commissioning week. Uh, the Navy League explained to us that there's three steps of bringing the ship to life. You lay the keel, you christen it, and then this week you're going to be commissioned, accepted as a, an active duty ship in the Navy. But in between those last two steps, there's something they call sea trials. Did you did you take the ship out in Lake Michigan and put her through the paces? Well, sea trials, uh, as far as the Navy side of it, we get it uh, at the end of the phase of sea trials. Um, the builders actually do the primary uh, first phases of sea trials. Um, we did uh, the ending phase and to test the max speed and the maneuverability. So it was definitely fast and definitely maneuverable. I'll bet that was just a joy to take her out and see what she can do. It was absolutely wonderful. Now, Captain, you explained to us earlier today that this is referred to as a littoral combat ship. Now, does that mean that you operate in near the coastal waters? That's exactly what that means. Um, obviously, 80% of the world population live within 100 miles of the coast, and being able to exploit that area is crucial to having access to do such. And being worldwide deployable uh, allows you to have more tools in your tool bag that you can do something with as being part of an armed service. Now, Captain, during the tour, you, you showed us where, depending on each mission that you go out on, you're, you have the flexibility to change things aboard the ship. But can you tell us a little bit about uh, the unique capabilities of the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul? Minneapolis-St. Paul is a freedom, uh, freedom variant um, LCS-1 type. Um, we are able to modularize, which means reconfigure different spaces and different aspects to conduct different missions. Whatever tasking is and may have to adjust to different type of environments, we're, we're able to um, adjust and carry, on, carry out the mission. We're speaking to uh, Captain Alfonso White aboard the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul in Duluth, Minnesota, on Minnesota Military Radio. Sir, uh, when we were on the tour, you were talking about your crew and that uh, you had been putting the crew together for some time. When you have a, a new ship like this, do you have the opportunity to go out and recruit some people from the Navy, or do you do you get who they give you? I, I don't think I would be that great of a recruiter. Luckily, the Navy has assembled the best and brightest. And being on a minimally manned crew, you need excellent sailors. You need the top 10% sailors to be able to come on board and adapt to all those changes and events that happen. And we have the very best. So you've been training with this crew for some time, sir? Uh, we've been, this crew has been together almost two and two years and some change. So did you get the opportunity to watch the ship uh, being finished as it's built and, or, or are you training off, off the ship? So we're training off the ship. We were down in Mayport. The ship was assembled and built in Marinette, Wisconsin. Uh, but we have the opportunity to train in Mayport, Florida, um, as part of schoolhouse training, onboard other ship training, and simulator training, uh, all, all located in Mayport, Florida. So you had the advantage that once you were able to take this ship out of Marinette, Wisconsin, and come over to Duluth, you knew your crew already and, and knew what they could do. Correct. That, that is a... It's a great aspect to have a crew that's this prepared. It, it allows the captain to have a, a lot of relief when the crew is this, this embodied and forth-leaning to be prepared to do their job. Captain, I'm, I'm guessing that your crew is relieved to leave Wisconsin and, and go on their first uh, mission. Ah, relieved. I wouldn't say relieved. I'd say more like it's just part of the job. It's, people join the Navy to see the world, and... The fact that this crew gets to see the inner coastal or the 
Midwestern section of the world is that some will never get to do that. Uh, most of our Navy is located on uh, East Coast, West Coast, and to sail the five Great Lakes is an awesome experience that some will never get to have. Captain, I understand that earlier in your career you served aboard the USS Duluth. How, does, how, how did that ship compare with this one? <laughs> I, I did have the pleasure of serving on the uh, USS Duluth uh, LPD-6 in 19, or sorry, in uh, 2004 to 2005. The Duluth, she was a good ship. Uh, she carried out her mission faithfully for a lot of years. Comparatively speaking, um, the Duluth was an amphib ship as well and was able to get close to the shoreline, but not move as fast as this ship and provide the lethality that this one can. So um, I would say this one gets an upcheck on lethality, but in the Duluth's defense, it did carry some of the world's finest Marines, so uh, it may even out at the end. So on the USS Duluth, is it fair to say that that was a more traditionally powered uh, ship? It, it was. It had uh, two 600-pound steam boilers uh, and a um, so steam, steam plant that didn't quite move as fast as this, but it was very capable. And, sir, I, I heard you give the explanation that this is like a, a big jet boat, only the biggest one I ever saw. It, it is. It, it provides a lot of horsepower, uh, over 100,000 horse, horsepower for the engines, and um, it's very light and maneuverable. So uh, speed and maneuverability are two of your uh, call marks for this ship? I, I can say in any event, any sporting event, it's hard to defeat fast and agile. The captain is the way you're smiling. I think you love uh, love the ship and the opportunities that are going to come. I do. I, I, I love what I do. Uh, most of all, I love the people I work with. Uh, and that's the best part of the Navy is that you get to experience different cultures, different avenues, different locations around the United States, and all coming together for a common goal. It's the best thing about America. And, sir, I would also guess with about 100 crew members aboard, you get to know everybody when you're, when you're that, uh, that need a size of crew. Yeah, you do. It's the same crew size of about a submarine, so you get to experience um, everybody on more of an uh, interactive level because everybody has to have a lot of knowledge to operate this ship. Well, Captain, this is a big week. It's commissioning week. Uh, thank you for being in Duluth. There's a lot of people in Minnesota have been watching the videos that have been posted. I know you're working closely with the Navy League. Are you looking forward to the festivities coming up? I am. This uh, Minnesota Navy League has provided us and the sailors a lot of opportunities around Duluth, and they have been right there lock and step uh, even as early as two years ago, making sure that, they, that we knew that they were here to support everything we needed. So I appreciate all the uh, the things that the Minnesota Navy League have provided us, and they have been there and continue to be there uh, after we commission. And sir, we watch the Navy League. We've had them on the show many times, but uh, quite often they'll bring uh, the captain and some of the crew from the USS Minnesota in here to Minneapolis and take them to a Twins game or a Vikings game, some of those things. So We did. We experienced that last year. So we can we can look forward to seeing you back in Minnesota occasionally. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is our namesake, and this is our city. Captain, we just got uh, about 30 seconds left. Any final thoughts about uh, this marvelous ship? Uh, I will tell you, uh, it's, it's another tool in the Navy's arsenal. It, it provides an opportunity for us to be worldwide deployable and export areas that others can't. Um, I look forward to showing her off uh, on commissioning day, and I want to thank everybody in the city of Duluth that has supported us coming in. It is a wonderful city, and we've had an excellent time. 
Captain, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to spend with us on Minnesota Military Radio, and I hope I wish you all the best for the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul. Thank you, and you as well. Thank you, sir. That was Captain Alfonso White aboard the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul and Commissioning Week in Duluth, Minnesota. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. As I said earlier in the show, we're in Duluth, Minnesota for Commissioning Week for the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, we've talked to the Navy League and got a little background on uh, what they do to help support commissioning, and we just had a chat with the uh, captain. And now we're going to speak to Senior Chief Perry, uh, who entered the Navy on January 30th, 2002, and he is the Senior Enlisted Advisor to the captain aboard USS Minneapolis-St. Paul. Is that correct, Senior yes, Chief? Yes, sir, it is. Senior Chief, uh, can you tell us uh, you've been in, how long have you been in the Navy? Uh, a little over 20 years now, sir, yes. And, and you've... Uh, been deployed several times? I have. Spent some time over in Europe, Japan, Middle East. Okay. And you've been aboard some, some other ships. I see you uh, you were in uh, Japan for a while. Yes, sir. I was there. Actually, uh, I was there during the um, tsunami and the meltdown that happened. So that was definitely an experience. I'll bet that was something yes, right home about. Well, I'm glad you survived that and, and that you're here. Uh, can you explain to our listeners, Command Senior Chief aboard uh, this ship, the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul, what does that mean in layman's terms? Oh, okay. So you're going to start me with the hard question, I well, guess. Well, sir, and, I'm, and one of the rules of the show is we don't use any acronyms and we don't use any of those that Navy speak, so we got to speak English if you don't mind. Oh, yes, sir. So uh, I'm the senior enlisted leader of the crew, so I advise the commanding officer on crew morale, um, things that are affecting the health and welfare of our personnel, make sure that they get what they need to actually do their job and uh, keep them happy and make sure that the, the skipper, as we call him, um, knows that what he can do to put his sailors in the best position to be successful. And Senior Chief, I understand you've got about 100 crewmen on the board, or sailors? Yes, sir, that's correct. Now, I was in the Air Force, so I beg your forgiveness, but I see this beautiful ship, and, and you're going out into Lake Superior, and you're going to you're going to sail her all the way down to Florida, and you're going to be out in the ocean. You must have to have just about every skill I think a person could think about to take care of the ship and take care of your of your sailors, and you know, eat food and water and maintenance, and you've got to have uh, you have to be pretty self-sufficient, don't you? Oh, that and some. The sailors on board this ship, they're amazing. Normally, we would have probably three times the crew size. Um, so what that means is not only do sailors have to be proficient in their technical job, what they join the Navy to do, but then they have to learn other personal jobs. They have to cross train and fill in uh, roles that they're not used to. So if you want to know what the Navy's best and brightest are, just come to an LCS and look at one of these crews and you'll see it. And uh, as, the ca- as the captain said, you've been able to train together for some time, but you just joined recently, is that right? Yes, sir. I, I came on board in September of this past year. Okay, so you've got uh, quite a few months uh, with the crew and, and must know everybody pretty well by now. Oh, I, I, d- I do. Small crew size, that's an advantage of that. Um, and I also, I guess I, I get the advantage of coming into a crew that already gelled and uh, they're already proficient and they're very well trained. So um, I... Thank you very much for the guy who came before me because he did a great job, and um, as is evident by these sailors on board. Now, Command Chief, I'm, I'm just wondering, and I don't want this to happen to you, but if you get halfway across Lake Superior and, and something goes wrong, uh, you're out in the middle of a, of a great big lake, and, and you've got to figure out what went wrong and how to fix it. Well, the, the good thing is that every sailor on board here uh, knows how to troubleshoot. They know how to figure out what went wrong, 
and they will definitely get this ship fixed. So I, I'm guessing that you've got spare parts, you've got uh, redundancies, you've got all kinds of things built in. Sir, these sailors are going to get this ship home one way or another. they got families waiting on them back back on the up here. Even if they got to get the paddles out, they're yeah, going to get yeah, back that's home. That's correct, sir, yeah. <laughs> and I understand that uh, some of your sailors have families up here uh, uh, this week during commissioning week. Uh, they do. They A lot of families came up. This is, you know, probably once in a career opportunity for most personnel. It's very seldom that uh, you have the opportunity to be on a, a ship that's about to be commissioned. So I know it's a big deal in the local area. It's a big deal to um, everybody who put in the effort to build this ship, um, but it's also a huge deal to our military members and their families. Uh, they put in a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears to get to this point, and they're ready to celebrate. And, Command Chief, it's uh, pretty exciting for the people in Minnesota to have the, the name used again, USS Minneapolis-St. Paul. I think it was most recently on a, on a submarine, and, and uh, the Navy League lobbied to, to have the name used again, and here you are, and we're going to have a fun week with the commissioning and, and so forth. Can you, we're speaking with the Command Senior Chief Edward Perry on the, aboard the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul in Duluth, Minnesota, for commissioning week. And Chief, uh, can you tell me what's it like for a sailor? What's it like to live on a ship like this? Uh, it's, it's actually, it's not bad. You think about living on board a small house with a hundred of your members of your extended family, right? Sometimes you love them, sometimes you fight. Um, but at the end of the day, we're, they're all in it together. And, um, you know, you just see that every day. So it can be tough. Um, it can be daunting for the sailors. But luckily, we have some of the most resilient personnel, you know, that I've ever seen in my 20 years. Uh, Chief, uh, when I've talked to the Army, for instance, and they deploy overseas, they tell me they get into a battle rhythm, a routine. When they're over there on a mission, they know, what they're, know what's going to happen every day, what they're going to do every day, when they're going to have chow, when they get their hair cut, when they do all of these things. When you leave here and sail all the way down to Florida, do you get kind of in that kind of rhythm on a day-to-day -day basis? Yes, yeah, we, we definitely get into a battle rhythm, or at least we try. Um, sometimes get things get thrown um, at us out of left field, um, but we adjust and we overcome. So everybody's got shifts so that the, the, the ship has to be manned at all times, I'm sure. And and we understand that the captain's quarters are, are quite close to the to the bridge in case yeah, he's needed. He, he probably gets the least sleep out of anybody on the crew, but that's okay because that's what he signed up for, and he loves being up here, well, I, I think. think. I think but he likes sitting in that big chair there. He likes sitting in the captain's chair, yes, sir. So what's it like then for, for one of your sailors that's uh, maybe in, on a maintenance crew or something? Do they have... A uh, certain day a week that they wash clothes, a day of the week to get a haircut. Do they do they work out? Uh, uh, how's it? How's that shift go? So it normally wor works around uh, ha always having to have somebody manned and doing certain jobs for different watches while you're underway, and then we have to give them time to get some what we call crew rest. So time to you know shower, eat chow, go to the gym, and during that period, uh, and sleep of course, right? Definitely want them to sleep. And during that time, that's when they'll do any of the extras like laundry, right? As um, as you as you said, but we uh, we build the watch bills around giving them the opportunity to do those things. And we saw when we came aboard today that there's a couple of people downstairs working out. You got a little gym down there. We do, yes. Uh, our MWR, the Navy does a really good job with MWR, and we got our gym equipment um, down in Escanaba when we were moving aboard and. Had to have some sailor power, bring it on board and set it up. But we are good. We are up and running. We are self-sufficient. 
including getting people their physical exercise. And, sir, when we were on that tour, we uh, happened to go through the galley, and it looked like a bunch of your sailors were getting ready for chow. How's the chow aboard a ship like this? Uh, we have probably some of the best. Uh, they're called CSs, culinary specialists. Best in the Navy. They are outstanding. So you're going to need that workout equipment if you ate too much. I that. Normally you lose weight when you're away from home port. I think I've gained a few pounds. <laughs> but, Chief, uh, what, do you, what are your sailors looking most forward to? I, I would guess if I was part of your crew, once the commissioning is over, and we get ready to moving. You're going to go out on the Lake Superior, go through the the Great Lakes, and and get out into the Atlantic Ocean. Is is everybody looking forward to that? Well, you would think um, a lot of people would just prefer to be on the, on the uh, on the shore where it's a little more comfortable. Uh, but the old saying goes, "Sailors belong at sea," and it's evident. As soon as we got on board the ship and took her out, the uh, the look and the just the pride in everybody's face was amazing. So I would say. Really looking forward to just doing what the Navy does, going out there and, uh, you know, being America's away team. So once you get underway, then your sailors get a chance to perform and they're all smiling. That's correct. Yes, sir. I, I wish I could have been aboard when you when you took it out and said, Captain, let's see what this thing can do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to tell him that. He, he had that in his mind all on his own. Well, he was smiling when he was sitting in that chair, too. I, I'd, I'd give anything to go out for a ride on this, but that's not my job. Well, Command Cedar Chief, I want to thank you for joining us today. Any final thoughts about uh, you're looking forward to getting down to Florida? Well, really, I'm just looking forward to giving the the crew some time to get back home and see their families and get some rest. It's been, They put a lot of work and effort into all of this, um, and they deserve that time, and their families deserve that time as well. Well, uh, Command Senior Chief, uh, thank you for spending some time with us, and all the best to you and the USS Minneapolis in the years to come. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That was Command Senior Chief Edward Perry aboard the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul in, the, in Duluth, Minnesota for commissioning week for this new Navy vessel. This is Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. We're up in uh, Duluth, Minnesota for commissioning week for the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul. And we're going to talk to another one of the crewmen aboard the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul in a moment. But first, it's time for the Commissioner's Corner, a weekly update from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. Now here's Commissioner Larry Erke. America's men and women in uniform perform their duties with the utmost dignity, honor, and professionalism. Durable and sustainable peace is only possible by the efforts of their armed forces, both past and present, and their families. Our armed forces are also parents, spouses, partners, sons, and daughters. Members of the armed forces are forging a better future for our nation and the world. The freedoms we enjoy today would not be possible without their bravery, pride, courage, and sacrifice. I thank our armed forces for keeping America strong and secure. I wish all of our listeners a happy Armed Forces Day. Thank you, Commissioner Herkey. For more information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. As I said, uh, we're up in Duluth, Minnesota for commissioning week for the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul, and we've talked to the Navy League, we've talked to the captain, and we've talked to the command senior chief. And in the last segment here, we're going to talk to one of the one of the crewmen, and I've got uh, Derek Miller with me. And Derek, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you very much for having me. Can you tell us uh, how long have you been in the Navy? So today actually marks, I went to boot camp exactly four years ago. Okay. So uh, exactly four years I've been in the Navy today. And, and have you re-enlisted? How much, how much longer do you have? I've not re-enlisted yet, uh, so I have about a year and a half uh, still in. Captain, well, I've signed this guy up. Should I sign him right now? Okay. <laughs> Captain says you're good for another 20 years. How's All that? Right. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. 
<laughs> Where, when you got orders to report to this ship, how did you feel about it? Did you know anything about this type of ship? I had never even heard of a littoral combat ship before, uh, so I knew it was going to be a completely new experience. Uh, going through Sonar Technician A School, Sonar is typically on a destroyer or on a cruiser. And so with this program, it was initially designed to have a sonar system on it. Uh, so coming out here, none of my instructors knew anything about the sonar on an LCS. Uh, no one knew what I would be expecting. So I knew I'd be the, the forerunner of the program. And it's been, it's been a wild adventure out here so far, but it's been terrific. I bet you had to do a little bit of research to try to figure out, okay, what kind of ship is this new ship going to be? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I had no idea what to expect. Were you excited to find out about the propulsion system? Oh, I was. I was. Uh, first time ever coming on to an LCS uh, was my first time actually coming on to any sort of Navy ship, and I was completely wowed, and I knew that I made the right choice coming in. Oh, so the rest of your career was on the shore? Uh, so being in for four years, I had went to boot camp, and then immediately I went to Sonar Technician A School out in San Diego. Uh, and so that was about eight to ten months. And then I reported here in March of 2019, and I've been a part of the crew ever since. So you spent your whole career getting ready to be on this ship. That's right. Okay. And can you explain the sonar technician number two or did you say? Uh, second class. Second class. Can second you tell class us petty officer. What does that mean? All right. So uh, second class petty officer is my rate. Uh, so I'm, or, uh, sorry, my rank, I'm an E5. Um, and sonar technician is the job. So sonar techs throughout the entire fleet, their job is to uh, locate, hunt, and track submarines uh, and basically know their locations and be able to fire upon if needed to. So, we just heard a bell ringing. We're on the bridge of the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul for Minnesota Military Radio. Can you tell me it's noon? What was, was that just a signal that it's noon? Yeah, uh, kind of. Uh, so, it's a naval tradition to strike eight bells at noon. Every ship in the United States Navy will ring eight bells at noon, assuming that all conditions are normal. So, throughout the morning... Uh, every sort of department gets their reports together and uh, create a folder for the captain. Just kind of update on temperatures, on the boat report, um, muster report, fuel and water, just to show how many reserves we have. Uh, and so every morning we're going to ask him for permission, uh, let him, letting him know that every, all conditions are normal. And he gives us the go-ahead, and then right at noon we'll strike eight bells, just so letting us that, know. Was that piped throughout the ship? That's right. So that, that went to the, the 1MC, which is like the overall intercom system on the ship, and it went outside of the ship as well. So anyone on the pier would have heard 12 bells, or uh, 8 bells, rather. Just letting all the sailors know that uh, all the morning right. reports were good, everything's right. working, and yep. get back to work, and let's Ready keep going. Ready to get the afternoon on underway. That's well, right. Well, the Navy has a lot of traditions that some of the other services don't. We sure do. That's one of them. I want to go back to sonar tech. Sure. Um, when you're on the Great Lakes, when you're when you're places where there are uh, hopefully no submarines, maybe there are some. Hey, what you do never you, know. That's the point of a submarine. So you're always looking to see what's out there. That's right. Now, when you're, I'm, I'm curious, and this is off the point, but when you're sailing back out through Lake Superior, there have been a lot of big storms up here over the hundreds of years. Yeah. There's some wrecks in the bottom of the lake. Oh yeah. Do you spot any of those? So with typical sonar systems, you can pick up. Uh, sometimes if you're going active, you can sometimes manage to see if you have anything on the, on the bottom. It could be a shipwreck. Could it be, could be a rock. It could be a submarine. You never really know. Um, but so far, nothing that, nothing but, we've found. But you're always, always looking when you're underway. That's right. We're always watching. This is Minnesota Military Radio, and we're aboard the uh, USS Minneapolis-St. Paul in Duluth for Commissioning Week, and we're speaking with Derek Miller, who is a sonar tech second class uh, tell us about your routine on the ship. 
So every morning, Reveille goes off at 06. Uh, so everybody kind of gets out of their racks. I usually get up a little bit earlier, around like 05, 0530 before everyone else hits into the showers. Uh, so I try to go and get a shower, get my shave ready. Um, so we got breakfast then. After breakfast, uh, so right now I'm currently helping out the medical department. So I will go into medical and start getting uh, every, everybody kind of taken care of for sick call, uh, help take vitals for the ship. Um, and we got uh, a whole bunch of different reports to get into the captain before noon so we can go and strike those bells. Then we got lunch right in the middle of that. Afternoon evolutions, we never know what's going to be going on. Uh, always excited to see what's going on in the afternoon. And I'm usually, usually either hands on a line or helping bring uh, food and, and different sort of supplies back on board the ship. Uh, we got dinner uh, and then kind of get ready for evening colors. So when you're not underway, there's alternate duties to get the ship ready, get it loaded, get it unloaded, take care That's of the right. crew. Oh, yeah, well, you are always working. So you always pitch in in other areas. Absolutely. And, you know. That's the thing with having such a small crew uh, is typically our divisions aren't as large as they would be on another ship. So anybody that can help out other divisions, you do. And so everybody should know the general basics of what everybody else does. And so we all help each other out in every every even outside of our own rates. Okay, so I got to ask you, how's the chow? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've eaten at a few galleys, and I will honestly say that our uh, culinary specialists, they are nailing it on the ship. This is the best food in the Navy I've ever, ever, ever eaten, That's good which is saying a lot. Are you looking forward to getting underway after the commissioning? I can't wait. I'm very excited to see the commissioning and see everybody, all the families come out. Uh, and then I'm ready to see what this baby can do and, and get on back down to Mayport. And you're going to have a chance to sail her through the Great Lakes and, and out into the that's Atlantic right. Ocean. That's right. I don't know any other sailor that's ever done that before. Well, <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be a good job for you. That's right. And you get to watch for those submarines all the way. I'll be watching. All right. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today on Minnesota Military Radio, and I wish you luck going forward on the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul, and uh, hope you enjoy Commissioning Week. Thank you very much for having me. Thank thanks, you. thanks for joining us. That was... Uh, Derek Miller aboard the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul uh, on commissioning week up in uh, Duluth, Minnesota. So I said at the opening and throughout the show, we're up in Duluth, Minnesota this week for commissioning week for the newest uh, ship in the Navy, which is the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, we've spent some time with the Navy League learning about how you bring a ship to life, where they lay the keel and do the christening, do the testing, and, and this week is, uh, is the final uh, official uh, commissioning of the ship, and then it's accepted into the fleet. And uh, we were privileged to talk to uh, Commander Alfonso White, who's the uh, c captain of the chief, and uh, um, also was able, we were able to talk to uh, uh, Command Senior Chief Edward Perry uh, and one of the uh, one of the sailors on the ship, on the ship, uh, Petty Officer Second Class Derek Miller, about life life aboard the ship. Just a little more information about this ship. Is built by Lockheed Martin and uh, uh, Marinette uh, Marine in Marinette, Wisconsin. Minneapolis-St. Paul was launched and christened on June 15, 2019. The ship uh, completed exceptions trials in, on August 21, 2020, and was delivered to the U.S. Navy on November 18, 2021. Minneapolis-St. Paul will be commissioned to Duluth, Minnesota, on Saturday, May 21st, and then transit to her home port, Naval Station Mayport, Florida, and we learned from our interviews that uh, they'll get to uh, sail through the Great Lakes and, and out into the Atlantic Ocean and down to Florida. Uh, should be a, a great experience for all the sailors aboard. This is a literal combat ship, and uh, they're described as fast, agile, mission-focused platform designed to operate in nearshore environments, 
winning against 21st century coastal threats. The LCS is capable of supporting forward presence, maritime security, sea control, and deterrence. And it's a beautiful ship, and I hope a lot of you in Minnesota get a chance to get to Duluth and, and see her when she's up here for commissioning. Commissioning ceremony again is Friday night. There'll be a dinner for a guest, uh, invited guests only, so don't try to storm into that one. And then the commissioning, if you've got tickets, uh, it should be a once-in-a-lifetime affair. So we're thrilled to be able to be aboard the ship and like to thank the captain and all the sailors here for uh, uh, hosting us on the ship. But we're just about out of time for today. Thanks for listening to this edition of Minnesota Military Radio. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us this week, Commander Alfonso White, Command Senior Chief Edward Perry, uh, Petty Officer Second Class Derek Miller, Commissioner Larry Herkey, the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, and finally Minnesota's Adjutant General, Major General Sean Mankey. Please join us next week as we discuss the Minneapolis VA and hiring our veterans. That's coming up next weekend on this station or online anytime at minnesotamilitaryradio.com. I'm Tom Lyons, and I hope that you make a difference in someone's life this week. Minnesota Military Radio is a production of iHeartMedia, the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, the Minneapolis VA, Beyond the Yellow Ribbon, and the Minnesota National Guard. Your host is Tom Lyons, founder and owner of Phelan Partners Limited, a merger and acquisition advisory firm. Tom is a life member of the American Legion, VFW, Vietnam Veterans of America, and the DAV. For podcasts and the latest updates, follow us at minnesotamilitaryradio.com. 